Welcome back. We are studying the sixth chapter of Hilchot Tefillin Umzuzah the Sefer Torah, also dealing with the Mezuzah, whereas the fifth chapter dealt with the Mezuzah itself and the Mitzvah of Mezuzah, the sixth chapter is going to detail all the elements of a room, of a house, for it to be required to have a Mezuzah. Perek Shishi Halacha Aleph there is 10 conditions. Interesting that the word 10 repeats itself. We had 10 things in the tefillin, 10 conditions in the house of Mezuzah, of, uh, for Mezuzah. 10 conditions that the room needs to fulfill in order to then be the person who lives in there become obligated to put a Mezuzah. And if any of these 10 conditions is missing, even one, then the person living there need not put a mezuzah. And these are they. Number one, that the area of the room be of 10 cubits by 10 cubits, it's about 15 feet by 15 feet. And that the door uh, has... Or, or the gate has two doorposts. And that it also has on top of this doorpost a the, the the top post sort of creating this kind of a of an ent entrance that has three sides to it. Also, this room needs to be uh, needs to have a roof. It also has to have doors, if it only has a gate without a door, it would not be Hayav, according to Arambam. And this entryway of, for this room needs to be at least as tall as 10 tefahim, as 10 uh, uh, pound breaths, um, it's about 3 feet, uh, 10 tefahim. It must be also a um, a, a, a house that's not used for some purpose of sanctity. We are going to see what that means. It must be designed for the purpose of uh, permitting human dwelling in it. And a kind of a dwelling, a kind of usage that is a respectable one, uh, just to uh, get ahead of ourselves, not a bathroom, for example. And also, for a permanent residence. It's not something that's meant for someone to be there just a couple of hours a day. It's someone, it's something to that, that is meant for actually living there. As we said, a, a door, uh, sorry, a room that doesn't have an area of four amot by four amot, which is uh, about six feet by six feet. I said something else before. Uh, is six feet by six feet, roughly. Patur mina mezuzah. It's patur from having a mezuzah. However, if it's uh, if it's possible to create the area of four amot by four amot of 16 um, square amot, but uh, the shape is not a perfect square, 
uh, even even if it's round or if it's uh, a a pentagon pentagonal shape or, if, or of course if it was a rectangle that has the same area because it has the same area then uh, it's uh, it's hayav on mezuzah four by four is just a measure of area not a measure of minimum side length what is Achsadra? It's a Roman word we are going to see in a second. Which is a place that is comprised of three walls and a roof. In other words, there is no fourth wall. Even if it has two sort of like borders, creating a little bit the illusion of a fourth wall, this would not be Hayav on Mezuzah, this kind of a room. It's a porch. Because these little borders that exist, sort of creating the illusion of a fourth wall, of a fourth side, their function is to hold this, it's to be as a column, to be support for the roof and not to serve as a wall. And therefore, these are not, these are not doorposts. So too, a roof that doesn't have walls, but rather is standing on columns from each side. Even if it looks like a house, it's patur from mezuzah, because it doesn't have doorposts. Because these columns are made, the function is to hold the weight of the roof as opposed to serving as walls. A room, an area that has um, a, a doorpost on one side, a doorpost on the other, and then on top of those, a round, a, it, they are connected by some kind of a round arch, instead of a straight uh, post on top of that. If the doorposts, the, the the vertical ones before reaching the arch they have in and of themselves a measure of 10 tefahim uh, 10 tefahim again is roughly three uh, feet a little more three yards i think hayav uh, mezuzah then it will be obligated on mezuzah but if they themselves don't have the vertical lines before they reach the arching horizontal line, then the mezuzot don't have the, 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 the required, the requisite height, and therefore it's patur from mezuzah. Hey, a room, an area that doesn't have a roof, like let's say a balcony, is patur from having a mezuzah. What if some of it was covered by a roof, some of it wasn't? Harabam says, and this is one of the rare instances in which Harabam says, it seems to me. And when he says it seems to me, it means that he has no source for it, implying that whenever he doesn't say Yira'eli, which is overwhelmingly the rest of Mishnah Torah, he's citing directly from a source which needs to be identified 
by someone who has Bekiut, who has uh, expertise and knows the actual source, immediately he'd identify where Haramam is taking it from. And if someone really ever wants to see the source, Baruch Hashem, we, we've been gracing our nation with some great minds who've done that work for us uh, of the ilk of Harav HaMagid, Magid Mishneh, or Kesef Mishneh, which was written by Rabbi Yosef Karo, or more modern approaches, Alav uh, Shalom Mori Yosef Kafeh. He also brings sources for everything Harambam says, and he shows how everything is taken from the Gemara. Uh, also, uh, Rabbi Rabinovitz from Ma'ale Adumim, all very good perushim, and all show without any shred of doubt how every single thing Harambam says comes directly from some rabbinic traditional original rabbinic source so here he doesn't have one and he says it admits he says uh, he points it out to us so we know so we are aware Eli, it seems to me that although this room is only partially covered if that covering if that roof was the part that it's adjacent to the wall that has the door that then it would be and although that if you only look at that area of the room that's covered with a roof you see that it only has let's say two or three walls you can count the walls of the rest of the room plus you also can count the area of the entire room and it would still be hayav on mezuzah and first it's required that in that kind of a room that's only partially covered one puts the doors and then only after putting the door uh, one puts the mezuzah um, i believe that according to haramam this comes up very very often a gate some sort of a passageway that doesn't have a door attached to it as many passageways in modern houses are according to harambam it would not be hayav on mezuzah um, there is no problem in putting a mezuzah in such a passageway, but be careful not to say beracha on it. Harhabait, Temple Mount, the area where Beit Hamikdash was and Be'azat Hashem will be built. The Lishka, Lishka is the, the various uh, compartments of Beit Hamikdash. If you have the addition I have, you can see the picture. There are Azarot. Azarot are the large balconies in Bet HaMikdash. more to our days, Bet Knesset. Ubatek Midrashot, Bet Midrash. Shein Bahen Bedira, the ones that don't have anyone living there and are not equipped to serve as dormitories. Peturin, Lefishahen Kodesh. They are exempt given that they themselves serve a, a purpose of sanctity. However, a Bet Knesset in, uh, in urban areas, in, in suburban areas, in non-urban areas, in rural areas, where people who travel end up staying, just imagine someone going from one city to the next. Back in the day, this was a multi-day journey, and they'd try stopping whatever they could before it, it got dark, uh, hopefully a place that has a Bet Knesset, and what would be a safer, safer place for a Jew than staying in the Bet Knesset? So the Bet Knesset in rural areas serve that purpose and, uh, and often were equipped to serve as a dormitory for travelers. Uh, oreach doesn't mean guest, Oreach means traveler. That's the, the meaning of the word Oreach. 
וכן בית הכנסת של הקרחין אם היה בו בטירה. Also a, a בית כנסת in the city, if it has a dormitory inside it, then it's חייב with, uh, on מזוזה. כל השערים שהיו במקדש, לא היה להן מזוזה חוץ משער ניקנון ושלפנים ממנו ושל לשכת פלהדרין, מפני שהלשכה הזאת הייתה בטירה לכהן גדול בשבעת ימי ההפרשה. All the gates in the Bet HaMikdash did not have mezuzah other than Sha'ar Nikanor and the one that's inside it and the one that goes to Lishkat HaPalhedrin, another area in Bet HaMikdash because that area is where the Kohen Gadol would live uh, seven days before Yom HaKippurim he would make this his actual home and therefore that's why this place needs a mezuzah and if you want to see the the picture of where everything is. I'm going to go very slowly through this for those who are watching on YouTube or live so you can see this. So, Shah Nikanor was one of the most famous gates in Bet HaMikdash, is the one that follows the 15 round steps that lead from Izrat Nashim to Izrat Israel. It's Shah Nikanor. There was a story on why it was called Nikanor. And then the Kohen Gadol would come in from here. In Beit HaMikdash, we always turn right, as we said. And then he turns right here. And he goes through here, if you follow the cursor of the mouse that they have right now. And then there is another door around here, which would be the door for Lishkata Palhedrin. It's this corner here before Aizrat Kohanim, which is where the Kohen Gadol would stay. הלכה זין, בית התבן, בית הבקר, בית העשים, בית האוסרות, פטורים מן המזוזה. Storage houses, a place where you store the, the straw for the animals, or, the, or, or a, a, a stable, or a place where the cows stay, a, a, um, I, I don't know what you call where the cows stay actually. בית העשים, the place where you store wood, בית האוסרות, any other storage house, a pantry of some sort, they don't need to have mezuzah. Again, the requirement is the Torah says you, you shall make the mezuzot on mezuzot betecha on the doorpost of your home. A home that you made for your own purpose to, ex, to the exclusion of this kind of rooms that serve the purpose of animals or of storage. לפיכך, רפת בקר שהנשים יושבות בה ומתקשטות בה, therefore, a, a, a place for the cows, a, 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 let's, let's call it a stable because it's the same thing, if it's a place where women normally go there and it serves like a locker room of sort for women, uh, back in the day real estate was uh, much rarer, much stingiest than what we are used to today, a house would consist literally of one room where everyone would live and would do everything. So if a woman wanted some more privacy to change, etc. Um, so many times other, whatever room that could be used would be used for many purposes. And it seems that they would use sometimes uh, the rooms that served for the animals purposes for this purpose. So if this is something that's used on a consistent way for human purposes, 
חייבת במזוזה, then this area would also be חייב במזוזה, שהרי יש בה איחוד לדירת אדם, because it was designated, it was designed to serve a human purpose. בצער, אך סדרה, או מרפסת, והגדנה, והדיר, בצער is the, if, if anyone goes to ארץ ישראל, and sees uh, שער, שער יפו, שער יפו has a בצער, it's uh, some sort of like a house that has a gate on one side and a gate on the other, it's just meant for passing through it, uh, very um, ironically you'll see that שער יפו has two gorgeous huge מזוזות, but it doesn't need a מזוזה. אך סדרה is what we explained before, מרפסת is a balcony, גינה is a garden, דיר is, uh, is some kind of a, of a stable, a place for animals, פטורים מן המזוזה, they are all פטור, uh, exempt from מזוזה, מפני שאינן עשויים לדירה, because all of those are examples of rooms that are not made for human dwelling. ואם היו בתים החייבים במזוזה פתוחים למקומות אלו, חייבים גם הם במזוזה. However, as we are going to see later, if any of these places serves as a passageway to an actual room, then the rule is going to be, as we're going to see later, that so long as you have an internal room that is meant for human dwelling, then every room leading to it, every door leading to it, is hayav on mezuzah. Halakha chet. Lefichach, therefore, v'had sh'are haserot, v'had sh'are mevo'ot, v'had sh'are medinot va'ayarot, kulan hayavin ba'mezuzah. I'll take back what I said about sh'are yafu in a second, you'll see why. Whether it's the gate of a hatser, of uh, the, the, the courtyard leading to one's home, or share mevo'ot, the courtyard leading to one's courtyard, the mavoi, this little passageway that they used to have, that's how neighborhoods used to be back in the day, or let's bring it to our days, not only your apartment, but also the door of your building. And also the gates that permit entryway to a city, or to a town, like Sha'ar Yafo, כולם חייבים במזוזה. All of them are חייב על מזוזה, שהרי הבתים החייבים במזוזה פתוחים לתוכם because of the actual homes that are inside these places, that they are חייבים במזוזה, making every door leading to them also חייב במזוזה. אפילו עשרה פתחים, זה פתוח לזה וזה פתוח לזה, הואיל והפנימי היה במזוזה, כולן חייבים במזוזה. If you had 10 gates, 10 doors, one leading to the next one, and only the innermost one is חייב במזוזה, then all the ones outside are also חייבים במזוזה. ומפן הזה אמרו שער הפתוח מן הגינה לחסר חייב במזוזה, and that's why חכמים said that a gate that is leading from the garden to the courtyard is חייב במזוזה, not because the courtyard or the garden are חייבים במזוזה, but because the house that is beyond the courtyard is the one that חייב במזוזה, and therefore all of the other gates leading to it also are חייבים. הלכתת, בית הכיסא, a bathroom, ובית המרחס, a bathhouse, ובית התבילה, a place where people submerge, ובית הבורסקי, a place where you, you do a tanning house, uh, which used to be done back in the day with 
feces with excrement, which have a lot of enzymes and are good for the leather, and things of that sort. They are exempt from because they are not made for a respectable kind of dwelling. Although it's for human consumption, human use, it's not the human use that connotes any sort of respect, any sort of, uh, um, it's not a respectable context. Sukkah tehag bahag uvayit sheba sefina. The sukkah that, that we do in Haga Sukkot, Haga Sukkot is also called Hag period, um, during Sukkot, and any kind of a house or, or a, a dormitory that exists in a, in, a, in a ship. So if any of you ever opens a cruise line, you should know this for your cruises. Peturid mina mezuzah, these are all patur from mezuzah. Because this is not what is meant by a permanent, uh, permanent habitability. Uh, two huts by, of artisans, and one is inside the next one. So they used to, they used to have uh, artisans, people who who had some kind of a, of a manual um, labor that required skill. That's yostrin. They used to have two huts, one leading to the other one, and. Uh, and the outermost one would be less permanent than the innermost one. So the outermost one is patur from mezuzah, because it's not, by their nature, is not meant to be there permanently. Stores that are in the market, think Mahane Yehuda, they are exempt from mezuzah. Again, for the same reason, they are not meant, they are not designed to serve as permanent uh, residence for anyone. This is very relevant for this privileged generation in which we live, when we are so wealthy and we have so many uh, rooms in our houses and we have so many doors and so on and so forth. A house that has multiple doors af al pisha eno ragil lasat velavo ela befetah ehad mehen although the person is not uh doesn't use but one door let's say the person has 20 doors and he only use one, uses one inside that house hayav laasot mezuzah bechol petah vafetah that person must make a mezuzah in each and every door leading to that room also, the door, a small door that leads from a floor to the attic, think of the attic trap door that opens, that would be Hayav on Mezuzah. Um, obviously, not the kind of a trap door that is, uh, that is on a roof like we have in modern houses, but some, something, think of it, some, something on a vertical wall, because otherwise there is no Mezuzot, uh, on, on, on which to put. Mezuzah, by definition, is the vertical doorpost supporting a door. Every room in the house, even a room within a room, a person must put a mezuzah uh, in the door, on the door that is in the leading to the innermost room, and the door leading to the area leading to that room, 
and the door leading inside the house all of those doors again all the doors leading to a room in which a person uh, resides is Hayav all of them are deemed to be made for habitability for habitation for for uh, residence and they are all permanent yud aleph petach sheben bet hamidrash o bet hakneset uveto let's say someone house has a bet hakneset um adjacent to his own house and there is a door leading from his house to the bet hakneset imragil laset velavo beto petach hayav mezuza if that door serves a a a consistent purpose and the person uses that consistently then that door is hayav mezuza petach sheben shene batim what happens if you have a house between two houses or be, a door between two houses or a door between two rooms you have to go after the the axis of the of the door and the the one the the room that by where the axis of the door is you see that the door belongs to that room in other words the door is let's say the door is much closer to room one than to room two then it implies that the door is meant to be a door for room one, and therefore it's room one, the one that is Hayav Mezuzah, and the one who lives in there is the one who's Hayav to put the Mezuzah, who is obligated to put the Mezuzah. Yod Bet, very, very relevant halacha. Ve'echan kov'ayin Mezuzah, where do we place the Mezuzah? Betoch halal ha-petach, we must place the Mezuzah in the depth, in the depth of the opening of the door of of uh, so the, if you have a wall and inside that wall you have a door inside the depth of that wall not on the wall itself not from the outside but inside where the door axis actually would go but tefa has lahutz but also you have to make sure that this is within the one uh, within the, the very few inches within the handful of inches of inches that is closest to the outside at the beginning of the first third of the height of the door in other words closest to the second third so you have to divide the in your mind or or actually divide it with measuring tape the door into three and then the first the the higher the highest stage the higher the highest third take the lowest part of that highest third that is the area where you put the mezuzah however the entire first third is fit for the mezuzah and if you put it above the end of that first third it's also kasher so long as you have at least one tefah one one palmful one palm breath from the very top of the door and you have to do all of this on the right side of the person who is going into that room so sometimes you have the question you have two rooms leading to one another and uh, which one is leading to which one so i think that the rule of thumb is you start from the outside from the street and if you were to come from the street and you were to come to either room one or room two, which one do you go to or through first? And then following that, you'll know which way you're coming in from, which way you're coming out from.
ואם קבעה משמאל, פסולה. And if you put it on the left side, that's, it, it invalidates the mitzvah. ובית של שותפין חייב המזוזן. And a house that is owned by more than one person, Yud Gimal, now comes a very deep halacha, a very profound, very inspiring, I believe, halacha about the meaning of mezuzah. A person must be very careful in the mitzvah of mezuzah. It's one of those mitzvot that is an obligation of everyone, women, men, even children for educational purposes, and it's permanent. It's an obligation that applies at all times. And every time a person comes in or goes out from a house that has a mezuzah, he encounters something reminding him of the oneness of God. And this is meant to trigger some kind of a reminder of our obligation to love God and the fact that he loves us. This is ambiguous here. And this should help the, per- the person uh, stop being numb, become more aware, more awake to reality. And from our occupation, from being occupied in the routine, in things that are banal, our wasting of time. And immediately, it should trigger a thought process that leads to the conclusion that there is nothing that is forever, nothing is permanent. The only thing that stays of our own life is how much we've been able to become aware of the only one who is forever, precedes time and precedes creation, that is the creator, God himself. And immediately after touching or after encountering the mezuzah and having that thought process, then this puts you in the right mindset. And automatically or consequently, your behavior also adjusts to that mindset, to that attitude. Amru hachamim, said hachamim, kol misheyesh lo tefillin berosho bizroho, anyone who is wearing tefillin on his head and on his arm, vesisit bevirdo, he's wearing these strings called sisit, which we are going to study in the next set of halachot, on his garment, umzuzah befitcho, and he has a mezuzah on his door, muhzak lo, shelo yecheta. He could be, he's safer. It's likelier, it's likely to say that that person will not sin, will not make mistakes. Because look at how many reminders he has. He has reminders on his body. He has reminders uh, on his thoughts. He has to constantly think of the tefillin. He has reminders for his eyes, for what he's supposed to look at or not. Because the thing that catches his eye is a tefillin, that sisit that is made with techelet, and it's a very catchy color, especially back in the day when they didn't have that many colors anywhere else. And Every time he goes out from home and comes back, he sees a mezuzah. So, so many triggers, so many reminders that set the person straight and make him adjust his behavior and attitude to the better. And these are angels that save the person from sinning. As the Pasuk says in Tehillim, There is an angel 
camping around uh, an angel of God, around those who fear God, and that angel is constantly saving them. So Hamim interpret that, Harambam interprets this to mean we have so many malachim, God, by having us do this misvot, mezuzat, tefillin, sisit, he's sending messengers, misvot are his messengers, by us accepting that message and carrying on this task of mezuzat, tefillin, and sisit, we are creating these angels, these reminders that are going to save us from bad behavior. Yeah, Isaiah Hashem will continue tomorrow with chapter 7.